0: Welcome to another episode of Uncensored, brought to you by our friends over at gunbroker.com. The spot to go get your turkey gun if you have not already done that. Maybe you need a new choke and some ammo. Turkeys are out. We saw turkeys. All yeah. three of us saw the same turkeys <laughs> on the side of the road this morning out puffed up and
1: Derek said they're lecking, which is new terminology for me. I've never heard of that. As mean, they're establishing. They're lecking orders so like um
2: so it's like a fancy way of saying pecking order
1: yeah pretty much but <laughs> it's this. how a chinese just person
2: just says <laughs> <laughs> oh my
1: god <gosh>. all right <laughs> uh lecking order <laughs> uh no it's just what they do this time of year because uh as our good buddy paul campbell knows because he got you know just crucified by the internet about a year or two years ago talking about this conversation um we we're talking about this but in your turkey world, like, really only your very dominant male turkeys are going to be doing the breeding. Um, the other ones might get lucky from time to time. But for the most part, it's the dominant one, So that's what they're doing right now is establishing who's the dominant one. Oh, so Paul Campbell got
2: crucified because this is when he was talking about shooting. Shooting a Jake because he said
1: that that Jake will never breed, <coughs> which he's not wrong. But, like, there there is the one maybe percent chance that that Jake will breed something that season. Yeah. On average. Yeah, but he, uh the people of the internet did not like him saying that, so. Well, if you don't like Paul Campbell, I got a problem with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. so that's apparently what they're doing. They're out in the field, puffed up, and I've seen him out there since second week or so of January, which is when I brought this up to Paul, mm-hmm. because, you know, it seems early for any sort of strutting, Um but yeah. They're all puffed up. That one has a massive beard. Yeah, he's thick. Just a paintbrush. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a big bird. So, yeah, head on over to Gunbroker. Get your turkey stuff ready to rock. I was down speaking of turkeys. And Paul Campbell. Did you meet Paul, up with him? I did for for a brief moment in time. Yeah. As um, soon as I got there, walked in and got to say hi to him for a little bit. He's dude. He's just buzzing. Oh, I'm sure <laughs> he's just lit this up. Is Super Bowl. Oh he yeah, rushed, man he's uh he's obviously the, like his goal there is raising money for the nwtf and he was well on his way to his you know getting to his goal or to his amount and he didn't reach his final goal but he raised a bunch of money for him but you know he's you know he's smiling he's yeah. got his sport coat on <laughs> it's early in the morning he's rocking his readers because we're getting old and he's looking at something like yep he's uh he's in his element right now oh, just yeah. just vibrating at the nwtf show so I went down there on Thursday, the first day that the the sports show is open. Um, and I've been to the show before. It's great crowd. ton of great brands are there. I uh, guess I run into a bunch of friends from the industry and say hi to people. And, you know, we've kind of seen people at a couple shows shot in ATA throughout the year, so it was good to see some of them again. But tons of stuff going on. And, you know, it's funny if you haven't been to that show you will hear
1: turkey yelps in your dreams that night. It's just like after turkey season or like middle of turkey season for me. Yeah. Because you're hearing turkeys for real and you're calling so much and I'll be laying in bed at night and I'll hear like a far-off gobble.
0: Yeah. where did that come from? It's it's a remarkable thing for how much energy and excitement there is for the wild turkey at that show. But um, tons of duck calls too. Mm -hmm. Tons of them. So that's kind of what the – the backdrop for the trade show or the show floor is turkey calls and duck calls. Um, some really cool stuff. Montana Knife Company was there, which I don't think I've ever seen them at a show before. They had kind of a small selection that they had brought with them because it's a consumer show, so people are selling. Um, but yeah, tons of tons of great energy. Really like really like that show. Got to see our boy Rick Lamar. I was going to ask you, if you met up um, with Rick too. Some of his turkey calls that he had entered for the the competition and um i actually ended up taking my sons with me so they could experience it mm-hmm. and watch me work a little bit you know that's, i think there's some value in them seeing dad work following dad's footsteps so yeah. uh but yeah i took them over there and showed them rick's stuff in the competition room and it was really cool some of the some of the calls that get entered for that contest i didn't realize this but there's there's art pieces that I wouldn't even call, like, a functional call. Like, some of them, like, it doesn't. And one of them, I'll have to show you guys to it and get this to to Dwayne so we can throw it up on the video. But it was literally a roaster turkey with a baster as the striker. <laughs> <laughs> and so this, gets, this is entered into the contest. Uh, obviously not a functional call, but, you know, it was just kind of entertaining to go around and see some of the, like, real art pieces that people have entered and you know some of them are pretty uh pretty wood or you know they're painted and look really cool so it was fun
1: yeah i was gonna go down there one day so you said you went thursday right Mm -hmm. yeah i was gonna go friday meet up with rick and try to catch paul i knew paul would be super busy but at least see him for a minute or whatever but we just had too much going on didn't didn't happen but glad you got to go yep yeah, I was I was hoping to get to see Rick while I was there.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then also Logan Logan was going mm-hmm. at, at some point over the weekend, but he was originally going Thursday, changed his plans, so I didn't get to see him. But you know, it's uh there's the cool thing is too, there's a ton of Go Wild members down in that area. So mm-hmm. the last few times we've gone to that show, we see a bunch of people. Um, they see you wearing Go Wild stuff and stop you. I don't think I saw anybody this year from like that perspective, but Talked to Vakurvich for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Him and his pops are down there, so good times, good folks. Turkey season's here. I'm excited. Yeah,
2: we, we can't forget. We were talking about, <clears throat> and you probably into, into this too because I don't think you were here when we were talking about it last week. We were trying talking about trying to do a two day float on the Cumberland and camping somewhere along the way, uh-huh. and then pulling out of place. Yeah. So, don't forget about that. We get that on the calendar. Yeah, we just
0: figure out timing. Yeah, I mean, I think, obviously, they're gonna have people down there, turkey season, and then we're all busy trying to figure out turkey season. So maybe it's May Tomish. ish Maybe, or maybe we know. could
2: do it before turkey season
0: starts. I mean, the good thing about that river is it's gonna fish good all summer. Yeah. So oh, so you're not talking like
1: a cast and blast? That's no, what I was thinking you were. You trying. want to go shoot turkeys in? Hey, I don't
0: know. Maybe that'd be Might fun. Happen. What do you mean There's like, a, like WMA?
1: I thought there, yeah, I thought there was a WMA that was right there.
2: Yeah, there was on
1: Cumberland. Yeah. I mean, we we could.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I don't see why not.
1: Dan's like, oh, hunting?
2: <laughs> you got that? What, do you have a hunting truck
0: now? <laughs> <laughs> I know part of the sales pitch to Amanda was, I'm going to get this because I'm going to use it for hunting a lot. So now I'm going to hold you to that.
2: Yes, that is true. And it did come in handy. On my four-day trip where I was just sleeping
1: in the back of the truck. You know what else would have come in handy? What? Rain gear.
2: I had rain gear. I just didn't want to get wet. I didn't want to get I out. I have rain gear, but I didn't want to get my I rain didn't gear wet. Have, yeah, I didn't, didn't want to be soaked for, you know, have wet clothes for the rest of the, the trip. In your
0: defense, I have sat in the truck and pouring down rain, but there was a lot of lightning, and I've waited stuff out, you know, not wanting to get out and get and wet. And this
2: was... The forecast was like, wait two hours and it'll let up, and uh-huh. it did. So, it made all the difference.
0: Yeah, those deer were moving right after it stopped, and you missed
2: them. Yeah, probably moving deer in it. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Um. But no, yeah, that's cool. I've got your spinning rod. I still need to set up. I tried to do that. I've got so much gear. It's not a spinning rod. Isn't it? The one you bought from me? Yeah, it's baitcaster. Oh, okay. That's how much gear I have. I've forgotten what I've I've bought. Wow. Uh, got a new gun. I got my new bow. Dude,
0: this is the month for you, man. <laughs>
2: I don't have the money to set up like the bow. I'm like, I'm gonna have to wait a month or two till finances can recover to to get it um, set up and everything. Uh, I think you'd be surprised how much you can figure out yourself and do. I was looking at it, and it's like you know, putting in the peep site and all that sort of stuff. It's you need pres- presses and. Yeah, but getting the cutting peep the arrows down, getting
0: and the peep tied in, cutting the arrows, none of those are expensive things. I don't. I wouldn't
2: go to them to set up your draw length. I wouldn't go to them to establish no. your draw weight. Like, I probably won't do that, but it's probably going to hit the, the point where I can do a la carte pieces of the bow, or just pay, you know, twenty bucks more and have them do everything.
1: I mean, where I take my bow to, they'll do your draw weight and length and everything like for free. Where do you go? Um, it's called Gun World Archery Supply in mm-hmm. Corden. I'm not calling it Corden.
0: I mean, you can go right over here to Cowboy yeah. Gun Co. And if you're if you're taking arrows in and buy another half dozen arrows from them, they're probably going to do that stuff. You know, you're yeah. paying to have. It, I mean, I on. The,
2: their price list and like the top out of the price list was like 120 bucks for everything for everything. So I might just do that,
1: but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it's not too bad at all. No. You just get it all done
0: once and then you're ready to go. You're not restringing it. To me that's like that's the expensive
2: maintenance thing that you could do. <coughs> so everything yeah. is pretty And then I still gotta buy targets. No, you don't.
1: What do you mean? What am I gonna shoot at? Just cardboard box? We have plenty of targets and we just go down to the archery range at lunch break. Yeah. That's true. That's a good point. Right. Don't
2: don't
0: let not having a target hold you back. You got at least a half dozen arrows. Did I give you field points? Mm-hmm. I'm the, pretty sure I have points. an old
1: block that I can give you too.
0: If and you I just have like a wanted to go target. shoot in your backyard, yeah. yeah, I've got a bag target you can use because I have the the dice that mm-hmm. I can shoot.
1: He's talking about all the other home improvement stuff. He's spending money on. but yeah. He won't go buy a twenty dollar target. Well, the that's whole, the, he, whole the reason tree he has to do
2: that <laughs> is because the man <Amanda> agreed to <laughs> all these other yeah, things. you yes, knows. <laughs> so I did the hall tree this weekend. Well, I didn't build it. We ended up buying. Pre-made cabinetry that we will assemble into the shape of a hall tree, so that's off my plate. We looked at new doors. We're going to put all new doors, and then that's like home, exterior
0: home. interior doors.
2: Interior, upstairs. I, say, I thought you did our gun room. Because I made like in my gun room, I made when we moved into the house, I made a really fancy hidden door because it was going to be like where all the guns and gun supplies and all the in our safe, you know, all the jewelry and whatnot. So we made like one of those hidden doors where it just looks like a wall section and then you literally pull down on a painting and then the door pops open in the wall section. And I underestimated how much we'd be going in and out of that room. And I go in and out of that room multiple times a week. So that that little hidden door is getting pretty heavy use. So we're just going to put in a normal, probably a steel door
1: Um, and maybe like a fingerprint lock or something on it. But twenty dollar bag targets is just too much. It's just out of the price range. Those things add up. <laughs>
2: Those things <laughs> you, add up. I've you, had a lot of twenty dollar <laughs> Amazon purchases uh, recently you know. that turn into oh, that's just spent like six hundred dollars. I'll yeah. just bring in my bag target for you to use.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's beat up because I knew I was going to be getting a foam target at one point in time, and I shot broadheads into it just because I needed to. But it will
2: work perfectly for what you're trying to do. Yeah, I'm excited. Excited about all the gear. Excited about getting warm again. Yeah, yeah
0: this temperature's been weird. I mean, I enjoy it. it I knew it was going to be 60 weird.
2: degrees tomorrow, and I woke up this morning, and it was 25 degrees. And I'm like, what's going on?
1: Yeah, it was 18 the other day. It snowed. It sixty 60 four days ago. F- Saturday. We got a very light dusting Saturday. But
2: there when it know. was coming down, it was coming down heavy. It wasn't sticking, but... I never saw
1: it coming down heavy. Yeah, I never did either.
2: It was coming down heavy. Was this
1: like one of your night hours. This out? is like a North Carolina thing. Like it was coming down real heavy.
2: No, it was coming down heavy, uh, when was
1: it, Saturday? It came down, it started coming down, well, it started, so I trapped, I set traps no, it was Friday. Friday. Yeah, I set it was traps Friday. Friday in the afternoon and it started raining on me when I was out setting traps. Oh, yeah, that was when and it was then, sleeting and stuff. And then Saturday morning when I went out to them, I had, there was very light dusting. We went out was it. Friday night
2: to get dinner, I think. And it was coming down pretty heavy. I had to turn on my fog lights. That's how heavy it was. Wow. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I missed it. It only lasted like an hour. And it didn't really stick until the tail end of it. It was just melting as soon as it hit the road. But, yeah, it was pretty pretty flaky.
0: Well, Derek, trapping. You've been trapping. Yeah. I saw I got a little bit of a precursor to your outing. Yeah. How to go.
1: I've been I've been harming the muskrats these last like month or so. I've been trapping a whole lot of them. And um
0: I saw you said something about sending them into Fish and Wildlife. Yeah,
1: Fish and Wildlife's doing like a population study on muskrats and they want the whole muskrat and I've trapped a lot this season, so I've decided I can pretty much everything I trap for the rest of the season, which is over in like a week, it ends at the end of this month. Um Everything, all the the rest of the muskrats I trap, I'm just freezing whole and they have like a whole tag you have to fill out for them with all kinds of information as far as like the kind of the direct ecosystem around the area that this muskrat was trapped from. They went coordinate, like GPS coordinates to find out exactly where it was. Um, All kinds of stuff like that. So I have to fill out you know, one of these forms for every one of these muskrats that I trap now. And then I'm coordinating with somebody in Frankfurt. And when the season's over, they'll come pick up everything I got for this study. But, yeah, they're just looking at the health and, I guess, really mainly just the health of the muskrat population in the state. So they're just using these whole muskrat samples. They're looking at tissue, organ tissue, skin, all everything. Hmm. So that's what I'm doing with that. And then I got one otter on saturday i was setting for beavers and i just know every time i set for beavers that there's a chance of getting otters but i had a guy contact me he's got like a mile long driveway that goes over a creek and he's got like seven or eight culvert pipes that let the allow the creek to flow through and the beavers are just dragging sticks into these culvert pipes and kind (laughs) of They're kind of damming them up, but I don't think that's their intent. I don't think they're trying to actually dam it. I think they're just using the culvert pipes to store these sticks for, like, feed piles. Mm. Um, that was the impression I was getting, the kind of sticks that they're dragging into these culvert pipes. And they're they're just they're not damming it up. I mean, beavers know how to dam things up, and it's yeah. not.
0: It's like if they wanted to, they would have. Yeah.
1: Um, so, anyways, I set traps all along these culvert pipes just trying to see if I could pull a beaver or two out of there and got out there. And there's an otter, which I get one or two of them every season. And this is the first one I got this trapping season.
0: This is a creek. Like, mm-hmm. it looked, I mean, the pictures I saw, it didn't look like it was very deep either. No,
1: um, I think the deepest part that I was in setting traps was maybe knee deep. Um, hmm. I asked the landowner if he did any smallmouth fishing in there. And he was like, a little bit. He said, you have to time it right, though, because come summer, it gets so dry. It's almost dry. that creek's completely dry almost but Hmm. um but yeah that's kind of what i've been up to since waterfowl season ended just been doing Trapping. trapping yep chasing beaver beavers muskrats otters so so the muskrat sending them
2: into fish and wildlife do you know is that are they worried that the population's declining or
1: i don't know what they're really looking for um i mean my what I see is probably very anecdotal, you know, but to me, it seems like the muskrat population is doing just fine. Um, <coughs> I would even argue increasing. Um, they seem like they would have, you know, obviously being a government
2: agency, they would have limited resources and they would have to pick and choose high priority things to do, you know, that, but they have a huge list of studies. In animal populations, they would want to do so. That this just surprises me that muskrat is they're putting that much <laughs> effort into muskrats. Well,
0: I mean, it, it could be one of those like keystone species for something, could be, yeah. Well,
1: and I also have a feeling that this is maybe a multi state thing, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. like I know, federal thing. speaking of Paul Campbell and Andrew Bunce, they kind of made mention a few weeks ago on their podcast that Ohio Department of Natural Resources was doing something similar, um. Because when they kind of do their little news around the state segment in the beginning of their podcast, they were saying that if anyone's trapping muskrats, ODNR is looking for, you know, muskrats, that mm. they're conducting a study. It sounded pretty much exactly like what Kentucky's doing. And I want to say I also heard that Tennessee maybe is doing something similar. Hmm. Um, so I'm not so sure if this isn't like a multi-state. Might be like some federal grant money yeah. involved or something. I don't know. I don't know. But um, I'll uh,
2: whenever I get with the biologist to drop them off, I'll ask all the questions. Speaking of fish and wildlife, licenses are new license years coming up. For
1: Kentucky, yes.
2: When they come out with the new licenses is when they come out with the new guidebook <laughs> for the year. Typically, yes. and It's probably out now. Yeah. Do we know? I never heard anything about the trail cam thing.
1: So uh, I can try to find... Um, I was talking with someone at BHA about this. There's there's actually a whole podcast dedicated to trail cams. And they very extensively hit this whole topic about what's going on in Kentucky. And I can try to find out where that is. You shouldn't, Mr. BHA District nine district three president A coordinator <laughs> <laughs> director <laughs> assistant to the assistant yeah <laughs> but I can try yeah. to find that podcast and get it forwarded so, to you guys yep. and we can maybe even throw it in some podcast notes here or whatever but yeah they talked very extensively about that whole topic. it might it might be no news it's good news sort of thing yeah I don't know I haven't heard
0: well and if they're if they were debating it or n- talking about it a couple of months ago, there's yeah, a good it's chance it wouldn't be decided for a year or two. That's true. Yeah. 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 For something like that to get implemented. I'm sure. Yeah. It usually takes a
1: couple of years for all this stuff to get worked out.
2: You
0: know, speaking of licenses, I, I thought about this not too long ago when something came up on a show and we, we trailed off elsewhere. But when I bought my North Carolina fishing license, cause I bought a year, mm-hmm. it's good for like year to date. Tennessee's not, the same way, not you know the hunting year, first yeah. of March or whatever ours is.
1: Tennessee's the same way, their license is good for you know a year from purchase. So when I went down there back in September for the deer and bear hunt, my license and tags and everything is still good until September, so yeah, well, I'm, I wonder if that's an out of state thing. I don't think it is non resident or not, yeah. I doubt it usually but for the Tennessee, residents. I know it's not. I can't speak for North Carolina, but Tennessee, that's the way it is for, for resident and non resident because mm i'm gonna try to get down there i'm gonna have a very busy spring so i don't know how much i'll actually be able to dedicate to this but i'm gonna especially since my license and tags and everything are still good i'm gonna try to get down there this spring for a couple turkey hunts
2: are you gonna try to do another bear hunt down there
1: i don't know i haven't really started planning my coming fall and winter yet as far as what all we're gonna do i have A pretty good buddy from high school who we kept up through college and he's been living in Japan for the last two years and hasn't been able to hunt he grew up hunting we did a lot of hunting and fishing together when we were real young Um, so he's been out of the game for the last two years living in Japan and so he's they're actually coming back in like a week they'll be back Mm. for good Um, so we've already got a couple fishing trips in the books but he's really wanting to go out west for a hunting trip and since he's very behind the ball he hasn't really been playing the points um it would be have to be something we can do over the counter, so we're trying we're looking at our opportunities there, so hopefully another western big game hunt this fall um probably nothing too crazy if I had to guess right now, it's probably gonna be antelope we should do an antelope hunt it's very that, doable
0: that's something we should put together as a like let's plan it out, get three four five of us to go camp out It's very doable, very doable
2: I'm just say when I'm there. Yeah,
0: I mean we talk about doing stuff here in Kentucky, which is very easily doable, and we haven't done yet. But mm-hmm. we talk about doing a lot of
2: stuff, but trying yeah. to get four people's schedules, yeah, aligned, <laughs> is uh-huh. next to impossible, even just for a weekend fishing trip. So it, yeah. the earlier we get it on the books, the better. I agree. When
0: when do you have to? When in your mind would you have to plan something like that to go on a for antelope
1: uh, for every state's going to be different um Wyoming Wyoming's kind of the big one um I would need to kind of refresh myself on the regulations for Wyoming cuz I do believe the last 2 years things have started to change out there uh it's kind of a death by a thousand cuts type deal I think that they've had a couple really hard years so the antelope populations are all down a little there Good thing about antelope, though, from what I understand, is they rebound very quickly. So as long as you have a year or two of good, you know, weather and all kinds of other things that affect their population, their 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 populations will rebound very quickly. But right now, I believe they're down. Um, and then more and more hunting pressure is a thing. As much as people do or don't want to talk about it, it is a thing. There's a gr- huge growing interest in people going out west, and tags are becoming harder to get. Um, it's just, it is what it is, um, good or bad. Um, so I think Wyoming has made some changes when it comes to their antelope hunting, but when I went, I think you had to, they didn't have any true over the counter tags for rifle, at least I think archery did. Um, but it was, you'd have to put in, submit an application and everything like that, but it was for a lot of the units and they were still very good units that you could easily get on antelope was a hundred percent draw ons. Um, and I believe those applications had to be in by, like, the end of May or beginning of June for that season. Uh, so that would be, obviously... So you want to start figuring that out if now? If you're serious about it, you would have to get all that stuff in by around that time. Yeah. Um, but then everything else, you can kind of find out after the fact as far as logistics and planning and all that. The only thing you really need to know when you put in for the application is what unit you want to draw. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's probably a twenty-five thing for me.
0: This, this, it sucks, but like this year's spoken for as far as like our trip funds and what's going on, family-wise, at the house, stuff we got to put money into. And I so. mean,
2: I almost think we should plan, make a plan for this year that we execute next year. Like we do all the research now. Mm and think of where we want to go and whatever, and then we can be like, okay, we will execute this plan for next year.
0: With the asterisk of as long as it don't change the regulations. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's always. <laughs> that's true. That's always. As soon as you start figuring it out, things change. I mean, I started to get a pretty good understanding of a few western states, and then as soon as I start figuring it out, things change, and other things that were you know 100% draws change, and some things go from you know, over the counter to now you have to have points for it. It's true. It's, it's, you have to stay current with it. And since I didn't do a Western big game hunt last year, or I guess, yeah, this last hunting season that just ended, I just did the North Dakota waterfowl trip, which kind of Western, but not big game. But I, for a year, I haven't really paid attention to or focused on a lot of that stuff and thought about it. And then, here we are again it's like oh no i gotta figure all this out again so and then don't get me wrong i love wyoming and i'll go to wyoming in a heartbeat to go hunt there again but my other thing too and i've talked about this in multiple places but like i want to try to hunt every state and if i just keep going back to wyoming every year that becomes harder and harder to do it's like our fishing trip Mm -hmm. i want
2: this to be the last year of walleye let's go do another fish in another location yeah I get, I get that. Although I did just, uh, last week, just cook the last of the walleye. Do you guys still have any left? I have a few no. fillets left,
1: but not much.
0: Mine, mine didn't last a month. Yeah. Really? Yeah. that's the Well, thing. we did have a fish fry with friends over, yeah. like intentionally.
1: I cooked up a lot of mine in one night at the firehouse. Yeah. Yeah. I did a big fish fry for the guys on shift, and that, that went through a lot of it, but... But that's the other thing, though, is like I get what you're saying, Dan, but I also just love walleye. So it's like, well, I have to get more.
2: I do too. <clears throat> but you it's can probably, buy it
1: for thirty something a pound down the street. Yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, it's it's uh, it's one of those things. Are you going after the species? Like, are we going for walleye, or are we going to hang out with friends and have a good time and mm-hmm. you know relax a little bit? Because if that for me, that's more of the point is hanging out taking some time off doing some fishing and i don't care what species it is but it'd be just cool to because i mean the reality of it is it's no offense to the people up there but there's not a lot of stuff to do outside of fishing and i mean it's a short trip we're not doing we have a bunch of other time but it'd be cool if we went somewhere that was also had some good restaurants or decent bars or decent nightlife or
0: I have said, and I will continue to say, that we need to go chase redfish. I agree. It is more complicated though, because then you're talking one, two, three, maybe two or three guys to a boat. Uh, yeah, and that's a that kind that's of scenario. It's a, a bigger haul
1: too. Maybe, oh, length of travel. Yeah, I mean yeah. you just got to factor that in. Yeah, but yeah, but we
0: got a free place to stay. I know, <laughs> to talk about Liz's aunt. So. Oh yeah, I need to talk. <laughs> I need to talk to you about Florida too. But. Yeah, I definitely, I cannot re- recommend that place enough. Yeah. So. Well, we're coming up on time, so we're going to shut her down. And I uh, appreciate you all being here and listening and following along with us. And then obviously we're going to be talking a lot more turkey stuff coming up. Again, reminder to go get your stuff geared up now. I've already noticed things that are starting to sell out. So don't be waiting until the last week of March to go find your stuff. Uh, get on it now. Check out gunbroker.com. See what kind of ammo deals are out there for some 12 gauge, 20 gauge, whatever you shoot. Uh, be ready for turkey season. We'll see you all next week. See ya. <laughs>